Welcome to Fired Up Podcast. I'm Andrew Hoppel. I'm Cameron Hewitt. And you guys are listening to the number one fitness base and everything else podcast on the air. Uh, For those of you guys who have never been a part of the Fired Up Podcast, that's exactly what Cam and I do. We talk about fitness. We talk about all of our experiences pertaining to fitness, and we kind of wrap it all together with our life lived experiences. So thanks for being here. And let me ask you guys a question. If you if you guys got a new piece of fitness equipment that was really cool and really awesome, you got to set it up and add it to your gym, and one of your best friends in the whole wide world was also smoking a brisket, would you be rude? Would you be rude to your friend? I sure hope not. But let me tell you guys this. Andrew this is Hoppel, like a completely Andrew Hoppel, unrelated. I'm talking. Andrew Hopple is just being a bit of a jerk. You're being a bit of a bozo right now, and I just want us to put it all behind us. He doesn't trust me to hit a button, but neither here nor there. Can you announce to the people what we were talking about earlier? Because, guys, Andrew, this is my Andrew hand right here. Andrew is doing a big, big, big thing in a few months. Tell the good people. The official announcement? To keep to keep me honest, to keep me sweating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Cam and I have, with this podcast too, I have to say, we've done a lot of silly fitness things, and we've done a lot of things for you guys over the years to give you our lived experiences and our anecdotal evidence and whatnot. I am officially preparing for my first bodybuilding uh Show, performance, competition, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, how do you feel? How do you feel about it? What are the thoughts? Feel- you feel prepared? Ready? Well, we're 20 weeks out, so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good. I feel good. I feel like it's going to be exactly what I need. Um, really just for uh, to get on the right track right now and to – to continue to, to take things to the next level for the business, uh, for me, for fitness, obviously. And I'm excited to, to finally have that elusive title uh, on me, you know, saying that, hey, yeah, I, I have competed. It's not like, I don't know, it's, it's nerve wracking too. You know, it's a, it's a pretty big thing. Uh, obviously, 20 weeks preparing for something is a long, long time to do so. Mm-hmm. But I want to see what, what this is really made of. So. Yeah. What is the, what's the tentative game plan? Cause guys, 20 weeks, you can get a lot done in 20 weeks. That is like almost half the year. So what's the yeah. game plan for these next few weeks and how, how long are you going to give yourself to just shred on down to, to raw muscle, dude? Technically we have 21 weeks. I believe so. No, I think we have 19 weeks now. I'm sorry. Uh, we started a couple weeks ago getting ready for things. Okay. So that's why I'm thinking in the past, of course. It's always 20 weeks to go. <laughs> that's the trick. <laughs> we're, we're always 20 weeks out. I'm sorry. What was your question? Yeah, you don't listen ever. Um, yeah, 20 weeks, 19 weeks, 20 weeks, whatever it is. At what point are you going to start like really hitting like caloric deficits and I guess doing what like people probably know as like the prep where you're really melting away the fat and just getting diced out of your mind. No, because I spent all winter trying to build muscle, trying to get stronger. And with this, you don't want to, you don't want to go crazy. You don't want to crash and burn. A lot of people don't understand how to lose fat versus how to just lose weight. And it frustrates a lot of people, even a lot of clients and you can, they can ask you questions. They can say, Hey, you know, how do I do this? How do I lean out? And you can give them the right answers. And oftentimes they still won't listen, right? I'm telling you the truth right here. I'm doing exactly what I would tell somebody else to do if they wanted to lose weight and AKA lose body fat for a certain event. I have to control my diet. I have to add in steady state cardio. So low intensity, steady state cardio at a desired fat burning heart rate or BPM. And I need to do it consistently. That's all. That's all I have to do. I have to be consistent inside of both of those things and recover along with my training and keep my protein up. And that's going to be the majority of this whole prep, right? And this is, yes, my first time I'm doing a bodybuilding prep. So I'm going to get quite a bit of guidance as well. But it's 
it's just a, a strategic way to lean out so that you can show all your hard work after years of training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really smart that like, if you spend all of winter essentially bulking and building and all that sort of stuff, like you want to have something to show when you lean out. Like, it's kind of funny right now. I've, I've been losing a couple LBs on purpose. And I think back to when we were doing our Spartan race sort of days. And when I was like real lean, I'm obviously not nearly as lean as I was then, but I know that if I were to like diet down quite a bit, I would have way more essentially to show. Like, not that I was like skinny, like, I don't know. It wasn't like, a you know, skin and bones or anything, but I wouldn't say I had like a considerable amount of muscle on me at that time weighing like 165, you know, like you look bigger when you're leaner because you're more defined, right? You do. So like, so now like when, when you diet down like 75 hard, like, yeah, you got super lean. Like, uh, what was it? Like two, three years ago, like that first time around, like you got, you got very lean, but that, I mean, this is gonna be different, right? Because now it's like, it's a, it's a huge priority to maintain as much muscle as possible. You, you don't just lose, you can't just lose all the weight you want. Dude, it's going to be insane. No, we're, we're really excited and we're just excited to start getting into that field to kind of build our knowledge and lived experience and also kind of just the, the P10 fired up podcast brands, you know, and, and give once again more value to you guys through our lived experiences. So Cam is going to be a, an associate coach. So he's going to help keep me on track and slap the the naughty foods out of my hand and mouth. Naughty food. I, w- I thought about you all this week, dude. Our buddy made me a pizza for my birthday. Just a <laughs> thick, a thick old deep dish. Cam, oh, your, man. your Every... birthday is Camp Sandwich 222. It's... Yeah, yeah, it was like a month ago. But he... <laughs> His wife kept forgetting to like drop it off. It was like a take and bake. And uh, I, see. I thought of you every step of the way, dude. So dude, while bite. you're, while you're everybody, I was like, Andrew. every bite I take, every step I, was, I make, yeah, I'll be I'll, thinking. Of exactly. I was mourning you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, see, that's like the way to go about it, though. Cause like, I'll be there for you. Jerry will be there for you. I'm, I'm sure, um, you know, our, our, our buddy, Alex will be there for you. You know, as just, you have, you have to have a support system, right? And that's what you and I talk about a lot, where I feel like when we were early 20s, it was more so like, oh, you got to like make yourself and you got to be yeah. self-made. You got to do all. And it's just, I don't know. I think that's like a young man thing to say. Like every every young person kind of wants to prove themselves and they want to they wanna have a challenge and they want to overcome it by themselves. But really when you, I think when you mature, you realize you need to have a few people at least to just keep you going. Cause dude, there's going to be days during this prep where I'm sure you're just going to be so close to just breaking and not wanting to stick to the plan and the program and, yeah. and all these sort of things that it's important. Like, and even especially, you know, having uh, Megan on board, you know, that, that's going to be absolutely huge. So yeah, I think dude. that's really smart. If you were, if you were to have done this, maybe even like four or five years ago, you know, you would have been like, oh, I'm going to work in the shadows. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> like like a guy in a dungeon with like chains. It's like, what the hell? Like, that's stupid. Like, use your people, you know? Every, yeah, you're the cultivation of all the good people around you. Absolutely. So I think that's going to be a huge helpful thing. Um, but yeah, absolutely. 25-year-old Andrew would have been like Batman. Batman Begins would have been, would have been in the... <laughs> In the depths of whatever it's called, training, yeah. working, chipping away, and then put, failing. Make make up chips to put on your shoulder and just get get mad at everything for for no reason. But I'm <laughs> I'm pumped, dude! I can't wait to go to go to St. Louis and I don't know, be there for you. And I, I've never been to a bodybuilding show, so I'm sure it'll be it'll be cool to see what everyone else brings. And you know, I, I hope there's some some good competition for you, and it's gonna be a huge learning experience for you. August 19th, August like 19th pra- practical experience. dude. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So hopefully we can, once again, through this experience, document some of it for you guys, talk about it like we have done for the last four years of our lives and just give you guys some good insight as to some 
good old-fashioned anecdotal evidence because, you know, that's what Cam and I are good for. Dude, okay, I got to say this, dude. And this is like a half-baked thought, but I kind of feel like for like for me personally, dude, the only evidence mainly that I care about is anecdotal because it always has to do. No, no, we just lost all of our credibility. I, I don't, I don't care. I, why would I give two shits about a study that are, that have participants have nothing to do with me at all? You know, dude, lived, like, lived dude, experience. you did, you did that balancing act really quick, dude. Like if I, if I do something and if it's really working, I don't, I do not care if it's backed by a study. Like realistically, I don't, I'm going to keep doing what works. And if there's some like mice study that says something like, okay, I'm really not going to pay that much attention to it because one, I'm not a mouse and the dose to body weight ratio matters a ton. So like, even with you, if you find stuff that works for you to shed fat and keep muscle, all this stuff, if it aligns with a study done by some university, whatever, that's great. But the stuff that matters the most should be stuff that relates to you for your own wellness and fitness and all that stuff. And I, I, I really mean that. Kim just, I really Kim just basically, Kim just basically said, uh, cherry pick all the studies that you want to align with your fitness experience. No, no, not at all. Not, not at all. That's pick, not what I'm pick saying. and choose your gospel. No, no, not even, not even close. If you find something that is working for you and if a study says, Hey, that's not the best way to do this. You should try this and you try that other thing and it doesn't work as good. Then, okay. You don't have to like agree with the study, even if it's not working in, in, in reality. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying studies are dumb, but it's like people, there's like a, this new, Again, ever since COVID, it's like a study, like lust. Everyone's like, look at the studies. It's like, yeah, but you should also see what, like, who is partaking in the studies. Yep. Because if it's not someone that's anything like you, like, at all, okay. What, like, how much water does that really hold, you know? I think this goes back to that. It was either the last episode or two episodes ago. We had that really great conversation about the combination of lived experience and studies and a combination it's somewhere in the middle right Mm -hmm. um and not to beat a dead horse with that but guys that episode was fantastic in my opinion in terms of like what you can learn about how to really see real progress off of things that you're trying to learn inside the gym usually it's not all study-based it's not all gym bro science based it's somewhere in the middle and a combination of things right Mm -hmm. and one thing that just this is kind of tangent but going back to like andrew's bodybuilding next 20 20 weeks of very challenging um you know goals and all that i had a workout just a few days ago it was on saturday okay dude everything and i mean guys i walked in there and i was like all right i'm I'm ready for this workout the second i started warming up i was like "Uh uh-oh oopsie cam's in trouble I was, I was deadlifting and you know, it's going to be rough when 135, you're just like, Ooh, this is, this is not my day. I still was, I mean, dude, I was almost like, dude, should I just like go home and do it tomorrow? Like get more well rested, whatever. I was like, no, dude, you've already been here for a while. Like just, just hit your numbers. It'll suck. Whatever. I mean, guys, it was a shitty work. Like mentally this workout was ass. Like there's no motivation, nothing felt good. Everything felt like gravity was just pulling on it extra, extra hard. Guys, I ended up doing the workout. I got through it. Hamstrings crushed, felt great the day after. And I'm really glad I finished it. And there's going to be days like that. Like I know a couple people at the, at the good old, uh, the good old aquatic center here that are, you know, they're still within their first year of working out and seeing some dips in, in motivation, right. And being able to still show up during those days. Cause sometimes 
I used to make fun of people when they'd say, like, yo, showing up is half the battle. I'd be like, that is such a just baby back bitch mindset, dude. Like, the battle doesn't start till you show up. But, man, I got to say, dude, I've had some days lately where, like, me being in the gym, I'm like, damn, this is tough. Like, this is not easy. Um, And I think that's, like, going to – that's probably going to happen with you, Andrew. Like, when you start getting within, like, four to six weeks of your show and – you're hitting those big deficits and you're lifting and you're just like, this feels like complete garbage. It's important to like kind of have the, have the fortitude in that moment to keep going. And with you guys too, you know, we're, we're almost three full months into the year, almost an entire fourth of the way done with 2023. And a lot of motivation is going to be fleeting at this point working out and taking care of yourself is not always fun and motivating, but if you can do it on those really challenging days and just, just get through it, just do the battle. You don't need to enjoy it, but just get it done. That That is going to reap a lot of rewards. Um, I would say, especially for consistency. It's all about checking the box off guys. You are not going to hear anything new from, from me or cam in these scenarios. It is simply about checking it off. Yeah, there's got to be something fun for me to do in order to help document this whole process because I'm sure it's going to be a bunch of new experiences and just mindsets. Uh, I'm, I'm anticipating that there's going to be some 75, uh, 75 hard-esque types of feelings about it. And I'm really grateful for all the times that I've completed 75 hard because I think it has allowed me to believe in myself to do hard shit over and over and over again. And I'm truly anticipating this contest prep to have aspects of it, but for 75 hard to probably be harder. This is simply just longer. This is a longer period of time that I have to be consistent with diet and training. Um, But there's less total tasks in the day, right? It's about Mm -hmm. completing my, my heavy, important, focus lifts a few times a week and then focusing hardcore on recovering as best as I can. Right. When I think one thing, when you were doing 75 hard, if you, you know, there's a, a few times where you would like mess up or whatever, you had to restart the, the consequences of that were mainly private. Like for you, it was like, ah, damn, like I, like I failed, you know, that's like a blow to yourself. But with the show, you're going to be exposed. I mean, dude, come August 19th, dude. Don't do that. Don't stop. (laughs) That's so inappropriate. Like you're going to be on stage and everyone there is going to know who did what they had to do during the the past three months and who slacked off. It's going to show. Who was was nibbling on that Lou Malnati's and who wasn't. Yeah. who, Who secretly kept, pizza underneath their mattress and get their sheets all greasy and got yelled at by Megan. Like, dude, it's people are going to know, man. Dude, can I, can I tell you what I've been pounding over and over again for food? Sushi. No. Oh. Uh, since starting, since starting this prep, I've been making these muscle, like these lean boy muscle burgers and they are insane. This is like the most delicious, um, like healthy-esque bodybuilder type of meal I've ever made, in my opinion, my humble opinion. I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty good healthy chef, I would have to say, or macro chef. You mentioned these like a few episodes ago, didn't you? So I got a new recipe, all right? Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So I take this, uh, for some reason, Jewel Osco sells their meat, sells their 96 lean beef in 1.3 pound packages. So I'm not mad about it. I get okay. a few of those bad boys, okay? Then, on top of that, get this. I flatten those suckers out in like fourth pound patties, smash them into my 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 hot iron skillet, which is just corroded with seasoning at this point. <laughs> and <laughs> they, they get so crisp, so crispy. Flip them over, put, I'm talking like, American style cheese, like 50 calories a slice, low-cal cheese, and like stuff that would ruin camp for a week. Ugh. Toss one slice on those bad boys, double stack them, 
and then I just make a garden burger. So I use these these dinner rolls because these things are like they're they're like they they're not the way God intended these rolls to be be used. Basically, these these rolls are um, like thin as can be, super small, eighty calories probably each. <laughs> I use them as buns, and it's just like the saddest bun in the world. But it makes the burger just the main focus and then I, I call them a garden burger because I just smash on like white onion uh, tomato we do lettuce and you just gotta do a couple con- uh, condiments but so dude, those is this, have been sorry is this burger looking like Saturn like is it like a little dude, bun is. and then and then the patties are just like an inch and a half on the outside <laughs> it is like hardly fittable in your mouth um, but <laughs> These things, 450, about 450 calories, four to 450 calories in total. And you got tons of protein inside of that thing. You got like 30, 35 grams of protein each. each oh, I'm sorry. Burger? I'm sorry. No, you have. I was going to say, I'm like, that sounds like not that great. <laughs> it means like no, 10, I'm sorry. 10% I of meant, the calories would be protein. <laughs> I meant I meant each patty, about 30-ish grams of protein on each yeah, patty. So you got like 60 so, grams of protein per burger. Yeah, dude, it's it's pretty nuts. So it's just, in, I don't know, in terms of your calorie to protein to everything else ratio, it's been really good. And it's so, so satiating because that's the hard thing. You have to, right. and it's something you have to discipline yourself with. When you're in a calorie deficit, you don't have to be getting ready for a bodybuilding competition, right? If you're trying to lean out, you're trying to be consistent with your diet, you can't, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable in how much you're eating. I'm I'm somebody who loves feeling full after a meal. That is super satisfactory for me. And in this phase of life, it's just not going to happen. You cannot rely on being full after a meal. You have to rely on eating what you need to eat and then move to the next thing. And that's important. With this, these burgers are so satiating because I can smash two of them with a thousand calories. And that, you know, puts me well on my way inside of my, you know, 20, 24 2500 calorie total goal yeah i mean and and part of it is like the mental aspect like if you eat two of these burgers you're gonna be like dude i just had two two burgers like i'm feeling good even mentally getting you through you know the next however many hours until your next meal like you won't even be thinking about food but if you ate some something that wasn't wasn't satisfying wasn't satiating but the same calories there's still that mental aspect where you'd be like, dude, I, that didn't count. Like, I'm still hungry. Like I'm, you know, and oh, absolutely. that's where people's like willpower might break. So like being able to make good, good food is super important. Like I've, I've even found that this is going to sound like super hippy dippy, but do like, like cauliflower rice. Dude, I freaking love cauliflower rice. And it pretty much has no calories. I also learned, I love, brussels sprouts and peppers dude those things like they fill me up those brussels sprouts oh my god they're so good then just a bunch of chicken good seasoned chicken it's like i'm not thinking about food after i ate it and all i really had was chicken and veggies yep and it's so good yeah. i'm not thinking about food after dude honestly people just try to make things so complicated in terms of being in a proper calorie deficit because they try to compromise or they try to they try to convince themselves that they can they can have their cake and eat it too. And it's just it's not true, dude. If you want to be efficient, if you want to get where you want to be, if you're willing to make that sacrifice, you have to put things that you really want instead of need on hold. That's just how it is. If you want to do a super super tiny baby uh, calorie deficit that takes a year to get where you want to be, that's cool too. But mm-hmm. you know, if you want if you want to be on top of your game, dude, you got to cut out not just the ice cream. You got to cut out the Halo Top ice cream too. You got to cut out cut out all these other things that are not necessary for a specific time period, right? And you have to be in a positive mindset about it because if you're going to be pissy and negative about it, dude, guess what? You're already going to fail. You're already going to fail about it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good mind. I mean, I really like what you said there about like you guys should know where you're at before you do something like that, if you're already in just a negative space or like maybe you're going through a time where like your relationship with food is really bad. Like if you, if you're constantly using food 
as a stress reliever or to like, like, I guess, medicate yourself, whatever, that might not be the best time to add another challenge with food. Like me personally, I feel like I've always had a pretty good relationship with food that when I've made myself bulk or I've restricted myself, I've never felt like I've developed an eating disorder or anything of that nature. Some people do. So like, I don't want to like judge. I don't know what that's really like having an eating disorder, but I think that's a really good point. Like if you're already having this big challenge with food, adding another challenge, just be real with yourself. Are you setting yourself up for success or failure? Because if you have a big blow to your like goals or especially if it's something you're already struggling with, dude, that's going to suck. That is going to make things way way worse you and i were talking about that like a, a a few months ago how people get so in their head about things and it's i don't know again i don't i don't fully get it but people make this food thing like it's either got to be i can have whatever i want when i want no matter what or i have to eat chicken and broccoli and hate my life like do these burger like there's there's recipes out there that are high in protein low lower in calorie and are delicious absolutely and you're you're spot on there cam but beyond that too it's once again just a, a reminder that hey if you have a mission if you have something that you're getting ready for it's not bad dude it's stop like stop believing in the pop culture every single <laughs> restrictive eating habit is unhealthy that's so bullshit that's so beyond bullshit it's your mindset. It is how you allow yourself to think of these things. And it's not just me sitting here on my high horse being, hey, you know, try harder, you know, idiot. It, it's, that's not the situation here. So hopefully you're understanding that when you're listening to this. But it is understanding that, yes, maybe there are ways and tricks and people I can talk to to get better ideas as to how to manipulate my positive mindset or my negative mindset into a positive mindset. But that's the, that's the truth and that's the, the bottom line is that we have to get to that understanding that that is where we need to be and it is also very doable. And it's also not unhealthy to understand that for a period of time, I need to be more restrictive, whether that's for a clean additive on my diet. I want to gain muscle. I want to work hard on filling it up above my calorie burn rate in order to put on you know, lean, strong muscle in a positive way and I have to be restrictive in that way or more commonly in a calorie deficit. I need to be more restrictive with good healthy foods so that I can lean out and lose ex excess body fat that I don't want on my frame right now. Uh, both of those things are, are the, the bottom line. And once again, it just comes down to how you look at it, how you think about it. Mm -hmm. And I also think, you know, we've talked about like our, in general, like guys, if you're if you're during in like a season of life where you're like okay, I want to maintain my workout routine, I want to keep the diet in check, right? We talk about not eating like an asshole, right? You shouldn't really ever be doing that consistently throughout your day, but you have these guardrails, right? And kind of like what Andrew was just saying, like for a time, for a time, I'm gonna make those guardrails a little bit closer together, get rid of a little bit of extra fat, right? Just up the intensity a bit. It's kind of like when you're cooking something, you're like, All right, I want to get a good sear on it. Just give it a little, pss, pss, you know, like one of those things. Just for a time, restrict, but then go back to your regular kind of maintenance guardrails, right? So you can find a way to like keep the fat off or keep the muscle on, keep the strength, whatever. But you got to find that kind of cruising, that cruising altitude where you're not, you're, you know, you're just stable, right? Because I feel like people, that's, that's when people like, they get so restrictive but they don't have an exit plan. So like for you in August, when you're, when you're freaking down to like 3% body fat and you want to die, like <laughs> having a plan for the month or two or however long after that is going to be really important. Now, obviously I know not everyone listening to this is getting ready for a bodybuilding show, but whatever your goal is like, Hey, when you lose the 10 pounds or the 20 pounds, what's the, what's the plan after that? Don't just, be like, oh, hey, I'm done. You'll gain the weight back then. You know, that's no good. <laughs> that Ange. Good old Ange. Lucia. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying though, right? Like, dude, I, I know people at work, they've lost 20, 30 pounds or, or one of their significant others has lost 20 or 30 pounds like four times and gained it back. And it's like, you guys need to come up with an exit strategy for when you accomplish yep. a goal, at least just maintain it while you're figuring out, Hey, what's next? Yep. hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's a tough thing. You know, what's, what's that statistic that, uh, I'm thinking of where it's 85% or something, you know, obviously uh, I don't know the exact number, but it's somewhere around 80 to 90% of people who lose copious amounts of weight, body weight, they gain it back within the first year or gain most of it back within oh, the first right. year. And you know, what's, yeah. And what's the issue with that? It, it of course is the, uh, the, the biggest draw that I haven't created patterns or situations or mindsets, even probably a, a combination of everything in order to become this new version of myself. Um, mm -hmm. I've allowed myself to, and we've all been there too, Cam and I as well. You know, we're not talking once again from a high horse. We're in that, we've been in that situation where we have not adapted and we could apply this to so many different things, whether it's lifestyle habits or uh, mindsets, not just talking about losing weight and getting, getting shredded, right? All those things, whether, you know, it's a, it's a wake up habit, right? Or go to bed habit. Like does Cam still read by candlelight? Absolutely not. <laughs> I did, I did run out of my candle. So it has been a little bit sparse lately, dude. I come gotta on, get, he, I got to get a new one. Yo, producer, roll back the clip where Cam said he'll never not read by candlelight ever again. Yeah. <laughs> AI, Cut. create the sentence. Oh, wait, that's me. That's my job, Cam. And I'm not going to look that up. You guys know it. You've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Everyone, everyone settle down. It's okay. <laughs> Anyways. Once again, all those, we've been in those situations, whether it was talking about leaning out or whatever, we've gone back to our ways, but we have to like in this situation, I'm not going to, I'd like to prepare for hopefully another competition, another show very, very quickly after this first one, if everything goes according to plan, as long as my schedule and my, uh, my work life family balance uh, allows me to hopefully within a month or two after that first show, since we're already on our way to getting a great physique at that point, hopefully when we do our first show to do a second one and to see what we can do in a month or two. But even after that, making sure that we have things set up in place to transfer ourselves under control. And once again, this all really comes down to discipline, right? Self-discipline and, and good planning to get where you want to be. Yeah. I mean, again, that's like kind of what we talked about last episode. If you can have the discipline and the willpower and the plan, then, I mean, you're good to go. And really it's like the discipline to stick to your plan because I mean, dude, when, when, when you, me and Jerry talk like road mapping, everything out is going to be really important, right? Obviously come up with a plan. It would be ridiculous if, if we didn't do that, that would be so foolish. But, um, and maybe, maybe that's like a good challenge for you guys just, just see like, you know, Hey, I'm about a fourth of the way through the year. What does the next two months look like? I, like I texted Andrew guys, I had, I had a pretty decent, and I'm going to say decent. I don't want to say it's too good, but pretty decent first two months of 2023. All right. I hit, I hit, um, well, so, some same PRs, but they move better, right? As far as strength. Okay. Well, I hit some other general PRs, but I am figuring out for myself what worked in the last eight weeks and what didn't I took, I got rid of what wasn't working or like junk volume or just exercises that didn't really, I didn't really feel were necessary and ramping up the ones that are working, figuring out weak points, how to make those weak points stronger. And I, I texted Andrew. I'm like in eight weeks, I'm, I'm going to, break all three of my like all time PRs in squat bench and deadlift. And that like, to me, dude, eight weeks is not that long. It's a good chunk of time. You can get a lot done, but when we think about your, your fitness journey, your fitness life, whatever, eight weeks is not that long. Like guys, you need to be, you need to be road mapping a, a decent way out. Right. I mean, eight weeks I think is, 
you can see that light at the end of the tunnel. But when you start talking about like, like with Andrew, you start talking about 20 weeks out, right? You're talking months and months out. Where, where's your end goal? That's a good thing to have. Like, where do you guys want to be at the beginning of fall? Figure that out and then just break it down into, you know, maybe four, six, eight week chunks. Where do I need to be? Right. And figuring out how do you, how do you gauge that? How do you test that? Whatever. A lot of you probably want to lose body fat, taking, taking progress pictures, weighing yourself, data collection, stuff like that. Right. Roadmap it out. So you know, what's failure and what's success. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is scary, by the way. That's very scary to do for a lot of people. Because if you fail, oh, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure there, Andrew. Kind of like August 19. <laughs> Dude, if you're not if you're not shredded to the bone. Ooh. It's, I mean, and, but that's the fun thing, is that when you have something to prepare for as well, guys, if you're having trouble staying on track of what you want to do, it, I, I think I want to go back to what cam said about being really restrictive when you have a bad, when you're in a bad groove, I would say, or a bad, uh, setup for what you have been doing previously for your eating or whatever. I understand that. And yes, maybe some people smarter than me would say, yeah, you know what? Cam's right on this one that you do have to be careful with that. And maybe you shouldn't jump into something more restrictive. Um, if you're having a, a tough streak with your stress levels or whatever, but from a, once again, anecdotal lived experience, I have sometimes had my best success coming off of very stressful situations. And this is kind of a, a similar situation here that I'm in right now. Maybe I'm just constantly living in high cortisol and stress. But in the situation that I'm in right now, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. There's a lot going on in my personal life as well as my business life. And I'm adding this to the plate in order to help, help me continue to stay on top of my game in a different way. Right. And I haven't been as restrictive as, as I would like to be with my diet, with my training, with my recovery um, up until this point for the for the year. Have I made some progress? Yeah, absolutely. In the year of 2023. But this is a, a much more heightened opportunity to dial it in. And I'm diving in uh, head first. And if you guys have learned one or two things about me in the past four years that we've been friends over the, at the FUP, you know that I dive in head first really fast. But sometimes that's just, that's just how some people see success in things. Um, and that's how we're approaching this as well. So, uh, dude, the best time, the first time I did 75 hard, that was that situation where I was in high stress, you know, a terrible situation. And I said, I need something to help me refocus on what I want to accomplish and focus on the positives, the things that I can't control. And it set me up for a wonderful season of life in that situation. And I'm anticipating with the right mindset, once again, pr trying to practice what I'm preaching here for you guys as well, to be in a similar mindset and say, hey, you know what? This is a great opportunity to get where I want to be. This is an opportunity to put myself in a positive mindset space where I don't have to worry about all the other little things. Oh, what am I going to eat here this day? What do I feel like? You know, that doesn't matter. We're executing on something that's going to make us greater, that's going to make us feel better, that's going to build rapport for our brand, and that's going to help a lot of people out because they're going to be able to tag along with the ride, have fun with it, and learn about what's going on in a very interesting situation that not everybody goes through, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think one thing is, you know, because there's a lot of stuff going on in your life behind the scenes, as you put it, that... I mean, a lot, a lot of stress, right? So I think one thing is figuring out how to manage that stress. Cause I mean, sometimes, yeah, I, I stress. Eat. I think everyone sometimes stress eats or, you know, just even like, you know, those good desserts, like Abby is such a damn good baker. <laughs> I'm like, shit, dude, I'm so tempted, you know? And, and I give, I give in like a fair amount, but like as of late, I've just been like, hey, dude, you can have it. Just have it later. Like, do something else to kind of satisfy that, like, that dopamine that's, like, surging through your brain right now, right? So, like, yep. and especially when, when you're restricting yourself during this prep, finding other ways to manage your stress or to overcome those, um, those cravings. Because cravings last for anywhere between, like, 10 and 15 minutes. I've seen some weird shit pop up on my Instagram of dudes, like, dude's like tapping their face like he's like dude do 10 taps on your forehead 
and then 10 taps on your cheek, 10 taps. And this is, this is, what would Rich say? Dude, what would Rich say? Oh man, Rich would just lay into be like, God damn it. You got to not eat the food. You fat fuck. Like just, he'd probably not a healthy mindset for some people, but that's okay. Rich, Rich would like half ass lean out and they'd be like, okay guys, we're doing, we're going back to bigger by the day. So just always about size, dude. His, his uh Oh cookie thing again, dude. Right. But you know, think about this, like the face tapping thing. A lot, a lot of people would be like, Oh dude, is that scientific? Again, going back to like me, not really caring about certain scientific things. I don't care if that actually biologically does something because if it distracts you and then 10 minutes later you're like you're like oh yeah i forgot i I had a craving does it work i don't i don't always care if something's true i care if it actually works so maybe i I don't think those are exclusive cam i think i think if if things work then they also can be true to some extent but it's trying to find what's the truth inside of the thing that works not, not to get very philosophical here. Sure, sure. I'm just saying, like, if, if this guy's saying, like, hey, this is how you trick your, you know, biology into not wanting food. Way, right? It's like, dude, or hey, maybe it works because it just distracts you because you're tapping your forehead like a psycho. Like, you know, you're thinking about something else. There's not some, like, it's always the uh, the hidden secret to overcoming cravings. Like, I don't know. That, that stuff kind of bugs me. Yeah. But anyways, finding something that will work for you when you're like, damn, I really want pizza or I really want this, that, the other. Right. Just finding those things that will work for you. And obviously you'll be doing a pretty big restriction, big def, you know, pretty tough deficits. But for everyone listening, I mean, it, you can, you can, it can be anything, you know, if no, you're, I don't, if you, to, to, to compliment what you're saying too, though, and also to go in a slightly different direction. I don't know if this is like, People will say the buzzword, oh, it's your microbiome or whatever. But once I'm once I'm out of the groove of eating stuff that I like crave really hard or like pizza, you know, once again, if you guys have been around for a lick of a second or two, you know that I'm a pizzaholic. And it's something that truly I treat it as an addiction. When I'm when I'm away from it, when I have not been allowing myself to give in to that temptation, that's truly what it is. My craving factor is almost null. For that thing. It's it's not something that I have to fight on a daily basis. And that's truly, I mean, it, it's funny, right? But when I'm in those those spirals, it's like I'm driving home from work and it's like almost you're fighting a, a heroin addiction. <laughs> you're like, let's just stop at Vinny's. Let's get let's grab a slice really quick. It's like Cam would do, t- take off the toppings, roll it up like a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um it's something that you have to full on avoid. And when I'm, when I'm avoiding it, when I've done it properly after a week or so, it's not that intense. And then of course there will be strong cravings, especially as you get leaner and leaner, you'll just be craving, you know, sawdust to eat because your body's just like, please feed me more calories. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where it does get more challenging, but you can, you have so much power and leeway to, be able to, like Cam said, feed yourself great foods that are good for you, uh, that are very calorie dense at the same time. You just have to try a little bit and you have to do a little math and you have to stay focused and be consistent for a few days in a row. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the whole stupid equation. And if you think that it's any more complicated than that, that's bullshit. You have to, (laughs) I mean, I don't want to just be super hardline at the same time. Um, hormones can play a fact in it and your willpower and setting yourself up for success like we've talked about so many other times in the past. But that's the the simple science behind the whole thing. I was listening to a really interesting podcast actually, Cam. I don't know if you've listened to this one recently, but um, it's on Mind Pump. It's one of their newer ones as of this recording. Uh, let me see if I can find it. The podcast is Balancing Female Hormones with Dr. Becky Campbell and Dr. Crystal Hone. And uh, it's been a really interesting podcast to listen to so far. I would recommend you and everybody else uh, listening to give that one a listen as well. Um, 
episode number on Mind Pump Stream is 2040. That is a hot, that is a very hot topic right now. I, I feel like I, I know a good amount of people, obviously females, that are that are talking about their hormones. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not going to pretend to know much about well, it, but. There's a meme out there that uh, like, like uh, girls either have like a hormone deficiency or an eating disorder or something like that. It's like horrible, but it's like oh, God damn, you like sad, <laughs> or, or, sad or the truth sometimes. Yeah, or the third thing is like they're lactose intolerant or gluten intolerant. It's like right. it's like, like all girls have one of these things or more. But it is, is because it's running rampant right now. All those things, it's it's funny and jokes. Jokes are usually funny because there's a shred of truth inside of them, mm-hmm. right? That's what makes humor humor. Otherwise, it's unrelatable and nobody laughs, and you're an idiot. Right. But that's why offensive jokes are the funniest because they're true <laughs> to some extent. But in this situation, yeah, like not to cut you off, but those things are very, very common, right? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like going going back real quick to what and what Andrew was saying is like the stupid equation is sometimes like the right one. Like the obvious equation is probably the one that you should do because a lot of people, you know, you think about this, you, you put yourself in this person's shoes. You've tried so many times and you've tried so many things to lose weight, get healthier, whatever it is. None of them have worked. So you have this idea in your head that it's this massive uphill battle. And not only is it an, it's an uphill battle, there's also a maze on that hill. It's complicated. It's steep. It's daunting. And so then you start seeing all this stuff on social media that kind of says like, oh yeah, it's complicated, but like, here's the one trick, right? You're primed to fall for it. But maybe that's the content we got to start making over at P10. It's maybe just, that is, dude. Honestly, just do it. Just shill, shill out <laughs> to, to that stuff. But, you know, what, what Andrew was saying, it's like, it's, it's simple things done over a long period of time with the support system and, and with good effort and a healthy restriction mindset, right? So it's, it's not going to be your freaking lemon cayenne water. It's not going to be any one thing that someone on Instagram is trying to sell you or what, or they want you to buy their program or anything like that. It has nothing to do with what foods work with your body type. If you're a mesomorph or whatever, it's like, don't focus on more. You ever seen that stuff, dude? It's just like ridiculous. It's dude, like that was that was like you know that you did a deep dive at one point in time in your early twenties about mesomorph versus ectomorph. Yeah. Is it Yeah, it's just keep it keep it simple, right? I mean, it's it's like it is every tough. young twenty, like teenage to twenty year old kid is thinking about like this is why I can't be big. This is not my fault. <laughs> Right, and not to say like those body. It's like when it's like when tall people say they can't deadlift. It's like, dude, <laughs> ha- Thor Bjornsson, whatever the hell his name is, dude that like broke the deadlift world record, whatever. Uh, the dude's like almost seven feet tall. Don't tell me you can't do it because you're tall. It's like what you and I were talking about with um Sally or whoever. What you have that client that like was told to squat a certain way. You just got to right. figure out what works, right? right. That's all. That's all it is. I mean, yeah. Keep it. Keep it simple. Stupid. Well, kiss. Andrew, what? Andrew, how about this? Let's do a little role reversal, because, guys, not to brag, but role I got to wrap. I, I I have to wrap a brisket and put it in the cooler. Andrew, what? What do you have for the good people today? Role reversal. So first off, Cam invites me to this podcast, and second of all, I'm the one doing the the weekly objectives here. I love it. Um, let's play a game. I'm 21 weeks out and maybe closer at the time of this, uh, listening or by the time you're listening to this podcast of my, my very first bodybuilding competition, officially 21 weeks out. I I looked it up while Cam was talking about important things, (laughs) whatever, whatever, uh, you're 21 weeks out on, or if this is, if that's past the date. Or if this is prior to August 19th, 2023, when you're listening, where do you want to be at that point in time? Because obviously you're not going to be on the same objective timeline as I am. But 
if you have some fitness goals, some objectives that you want to try to crush, where could you possibly be by the time I'm, once again, a friend who you listen to on this podcast, hopefully very frequently, at the time of my uh, very important deadline for my physique performance? Where would you like to be? What progress would you like to make in that timeline? And how are you going to make that happen? Who's going to help you do that? So I've been inside of, I guess, the fitness professional field for about a decade now at this point. But like I told you guys earlier in this podcast, with this very important thing coming up, I have all these good people that are going to be helping me out. So if you're going to play this game, if you're going to say, hey, I want to be at X, Y, or Z by the time Andrew's doing his competition, who's going to help you make that happen? Whether it's friends, whether it's professionals or whatever, how are you going to create this game plan and how are you going to execute? Then how are you going to come off of it and see progress afterwards? So that's my game for you guys. And that's what I want you to consider over this next week to make those decisions. Because like we always like to say, God willing, we're going to get there. August 19th is going to come and go. It's going to be there from this point of this recording, 21 weeks away. So what are we going to do about it? Yeah, it's perfect. I, I, I will, I don't, I'll have nothing to add, nothing to add. But one thing I really like that you just said is who is going to be supporting you until August 20, uh, I will beyond that too, but August 19th, who are going to be your two to three to four people that are cheering you on, maybe even doing it with you, right? Have the goal, have the supports, have the plan. I love it, Andrew. And I love you. <laughs> we should, love you, W today. We also, uh, I think this would be great. Guys, let us know if you'd like this. I think those calls that you, me, and Jerry do, I think we should record them. I think that will be a really cool thing to let some people in on, see what that looks like, and they can kind of follow your journey in that way too. I don't know if the public's ready for that. but I don't know can, if I'm ready for that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, if you got something out of this podcast, as always, make sure you do us a favor. Make sure you share it with somebody that you know, somebody that you're talking to on social media. When people are asking, hey, what are you learning about fitness? Where are you learning your stuff? You know, what are you listening to these days? Throw your boys at the FUP a bone mm -hmm. and help us grow this podcast because that is one of our biggest objectives for 2023. We're trying to get you guys 50 or more fired up podcast episodes by the end of this year hell yeah and we're doing okay at it <laughs> <laughs> doing okay you're doing all right <laughs> thanks thanks for being part of the podcast everybody we'll see you on the next one Thank you. i live the life i deserve bless fuck a vacation i feel better at work